here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, all you fans of the Dharmic Evolution Podcast, thank you for being here once again. And for those of you who are new to the space, my job is to uncover the best of the best indie singer-songwriters, musicians, bands, authors, speakers, and thought leaders from around the world and present them to you before they get discovered by the mainstream. This is the podcast you will find undiscovered talent before they hit the big time. It's what we do. Before we get into today's show, just want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, if you dig the show, please forward it to someone who might like to hear this show. Also, my book, Seven Steps to Mental Freedom, is out. It was written to help people who suffer from depression and anxiety. You can go to 7stepstomentalfreedom.com. That's the number seven, stepstomentalfreedom.com. Check it out. You can look at what's available there. There's a great explanation in a video telling you all about what is 7 Steps to Mental Freedom all about. Well, it's about something you can do for yourself to enhance your life. If you have not yet taken advantage of the Dharmic Rising Stars Spotify playlist series, you're missing out. If you've had a show with me, then you are entitled to have your place in the sun. On the Dharmic Rising Stars Spotify playlist, we have four of them. There's over 100 artists, 100 songs on there. Going back in our catalog of over 340-something shows, I think we're up to now, we have quite a bit of unique and awesome music that most people have never heard. So I encourage you to check out those playlists. You can find them in the show notes with every single show that we do. And you can check out and find out who is your competition or who are you a fan of. You can also forward that to a friend and have them check out who's on this playlist anyway and which playlist is there. Well, we've got four hot playlists and they were named after the star constellations. They are Lyra, Aquila, Orion, and our latest new one is called Scorpius. If you've had a show with me and you don't see or hear your music on one of these playlists, reach out to me, James, at dharmicevolution.com, and I'll make sure your latest track gets put up there and starts tracking immediately. Today, I'm delighted to bring in a guest who was on the show once before. You can check out DE28 and uh, check out this fabulous artist from the United Kingdom. She's back. She's back celebrating her new release called On My Mind. Ladies and gentlemen, you better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride to the United Kingdom to visit with Amy Lou Shaw. Amy Lou Shaw, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you very much. Nice to be nice to be on the show again. It's great to be back. I'm telling you, it, it's been a long time, and you've been on my hit list and my radar, and everybody out there who remembers Amy Lou as Amanda Shaw, it's still the same wonderful singer-songwriter, vocalist, talented young lady that we had on, so you can always circle back to the original show, and I'll have that in the show notes. Uh, for you guys, but it is it is now Amy Lou Shaw, and uh, we're so delighted with what you've been doing. I've been catching up on you, so um, I want to start with um, asking you about uh, you had something going on with Abbey Road Studios, either currently or coming up. 
you want to start you want to start with that that's exciting i love that it's really exciting it's a dream i've had for a very very long time um and uh basically i'm making plans this year to go and record a couple of tracks there um with uh with my engineer so um so yes i I can't wait um you know we're we're, we've got a couple of dates in mind and stuff to do this um so we're just trying to kind of get those uh those dates set so that we can you know kind of go ahead with the recording and stuff but um it's absolutely amazing it's a huge opportunity um i've never had the opportunity to do this before so you know for me i just think you know it's it's now or never <laughs> yes. i think so many of us have, have felt that way probably for a couple of years you know uh with various things going on and so yeah so um i think what we're going to do is do some acoustic tracks there um so it'd be sort of guitar uh, vocals and piano um yeah just just for now that that would be that but i think possibly we'll go back again uh, at a later date uh, and record as a band as well um so because we've got a couple of band members as well so um yeah <laughs> who is your uh, who is your engineer who's going in with you mark shepherd mark uh, shepherd uh-huh. so, yeah he's he's fantastic you know he's, he's absolutely brilliant musician himself as well and guitarist has, has he worked there before or is, it, is this his first time because i would be so excited just to walk into the room oh he's place. he's really excited to go and engineer there he's never been there before yeah um you know as an engineer but he has actually been to the studios to go and kind of check them out um yeah. i think he did like a you know a day there sort of thing um just to i, I can't remember it was a workshop or something back in time yeah um, so, and he was just like, I would just love to go and record there. So of course, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine the, uh, just the history of that place that it's almost kind of a miracle that you can get time there. You know, it's like, I would think that that place would be just like booked 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, forever, well, you know, yeah, just because of the history. They yeah. gave me a few dates in, in August. They said, oh, you know, you, you can come and record here in August. I was like, wow, that's fantastic. You yeah. know, it was just like. I, th- I thought they'd be booked up for another year or something, you know. Um, so for them to say, look, you can come record here in summer, I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. You know? um, and given that I've got a little bit more time off during summer, thankfully, because I, I usually teach, have a full teaching schedule. So I have a little more time off during summer just to, you know, kind of catch up with, with all my projects and stuff. So it's a perfect time to sort of prepare for this and, you know, and then go into the studio and record and yeah. So really are you teaching fun. music? Yeah. Of I, uh, I teach, well, I teach um, piano, singing and uh, flute. So I was just recently asked to teach flute as well, uh, more, so you know, more so. So, um, um, so that'd be really great because, uh, you know, I started kind of doing some jazz flute and things like that. And funnily enough, I've got, um, as a jazz flautist uh, who's, who's coming over tomorrow to do some collaborating as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I love that. It's <laughs> I love the flute. It's a fantastic instrument, and I've often used it in live performances and things as well. So it's, yeah, it's really it's great to get back to it properly again, you know. So tell me about when you're teaching, do you get um, ideas 
for your own music. And because I know as, um, you know, I'm more of a, a coach than a, than a teacher, I guess. I have a lot of different, you know, things. I've, I've been in many careers and done many things. But I always come away, like, kind of lifted up when, when I share something or help somebody view something through a different set of lenses, uh, for lack of a better description of what I do. And they, you know, you see the light come on. And it's just so rewarding to say, you help somebody on their path, you know, whatever that path is. So tell me about some of your experiences as a teacher, um, you know, any kind of strange experience, any kind of big wins, any kind of, you know, anything that was shocking that ever happened? Um, I think it's, it's incredibly creative, actually, to, um, to teach in a lot of ways, because it, it also, yeah, you're absolutely right. It does really help you to sort of get new ideas. Um, I think, you know, when, when I'm sat sort of teaching someone, it's, it's like, and I start saying to them, oh, you know, have you thought about incorporating, say, you know, this idea into your piece of music, you know, so like, you know, your dynamics, for example, you know, um, and where you might use them. Um, and then I start to think about my own songs. And I think, well, actually, you know, I'm going to start bringing that into my own songs a bit more. You know, there's there's like a section where I need to start paying more attention to the dynamics. Um, or just, you know, there's just certain kind of um, nuances I can hear in a song that kind of make me think, wow, actually, um, you know, I'd love to incorporate that into my own songs. Um, and also I've done kind of, song analysis as well with people where I kind of break down songs and kind of go you know um, this is what's happening in each section of the song um, you know and and kind of looking at the, the theory behind that and I think sometimes understanding that and understanding say like you know the the, the length of bars you need to get to, to the chorus or you know um, just just the whole structure of the song and taking it apart um, and the lyrics and how the, how the whole thing's kind of married together. Um, that for me is amazing because it's, I bring it back to my own music and then it, it really kind of helps me to become a better writer, I think. Um, so it, it, it's, it's actually, it's a great exchange because it's always helping you to up your game as well as a, as a musician and as a songwriter, I think. Yeah, um, you know, you've got, to be, you've got to be good at your craft, you know, in order to teach. And um, and this, I've had students. I think sometimes the 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 younger learners teach me a very different thing than sort of the older learners as well. And and it also depends which stages people are at. Um, sometimes the you know the sort of the beginners can really teach you to um, to be very kind of um, I don't know <laughs> the right word to use. Um, you've got to be very clear and concise in the way that you explain things and that sort of thing. So it kind of helps you to be a bit clearer and more concise with your own songwriting, for example, you know. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, there's lots to be learned about it. And also, I really like the, the almost the therapeutic angle as well of music, um, you know, so for people that sort of struggle with other things in their life, I think, um, you know, I've had many students who've kind of you know just have gone through various things that you think right okay you know um i'm going to help you write a song that just helps that helps you with that or you know um and sometimes that can be really useful for them i think you know um and their situation in life because it's such a form of expression and you know um it's such a healing thing i think music you know 
so yeah it's yeah it's interesting <laughs> they say that um I'm quoting somebody, I can't remember who it was. If you want to learn a subject, teach it. Because there's nothing that will make you more thorough because, you know, it's almost like, well, I just raised the bar for myself. I really better know what I'm talking about. Um, But I know what you're saying about the therapeutic part of it. I mean, I ended up doing writing a whole album uh, because I was, you know, and it was years and decades of depression that I went through, and it all came out in one album. And it was so cathartic; it helped like cleanse me, you know, and, and clear out a lot of things that I was carrying around. Um, but that interaction with somebody, again, when you're you're digging in and you're you're really getting to know like this person. Um, and using music as a baseline for it, um, all kinds of great things can happen. I mean, especially if you're writing something and you're teaching them about writing. I mean, what a great gift that is to have. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I think, and even, you know, if I sort of take a um, like a, a vocalist and I really want to show them sort of um, new ideas, it's like... Um, you know, it's, it's it's a case of taking that song and kind of like really breaking it down and thinking, what did that singer do in each section? Now that's one side of it, <laughs> but of course the other side of it is is bringing the heart and the soul into it. You know, um, you know, and you can't leave that out. You know that 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 bit is, you know, it's it's about connecting with that part of yourself. I think probably the right brain actually because it's you know left brain is very analytical and then the right brain is more sort of creative so I think that side of you is is the side of you that has kind of um, you know access to sort of um, I suppose the emotional side of yourself and so you know you can really um, you know use songs as a way of uh, dealing with some of those situations in life that have been just you know, traumatic or, you know, you haven't quite processed through. And sometimes I think music just helps you process through that. And that's why I feel that it can't be rushed. I think that, you know, it, it just, it can't, you can't rush the process of music. Um, it's it's very kind of, um, you know, sort of real to that particular person and, and what they're sort of going through in life. Um, and I think that's why songs kind of connect into um you know so so many of us because it's like it ultimately that's what i think we search for in life um is connection you know and so if we can do that then you know uh in a song then i think that's really important you know it's important to reach out to your audience like that so you know for anyone who's sort of um you know up and coming artists and things like that i think it's worth Re, you know realizing that you know that that the most important thing is the connection with with your audience you know and that that comes from you know getting that music from your heart from your soul you know yeah. so yeah yeah i think this is a perfect time to play broken man here we go Stop. 
Man, what a great song. Really enjoyed that. Um, this is uh, 
what you're doing lately. And I want to ask you, I love the lyrics too, Cigar Won't Be Smoked. It was really uh, very, very um, graphic lyrics. I mean, you can just kind of be in the room and see what's going on. Anyone in particular this written about? Um, well, it's someone that I've known. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and I just kind of noticed what was happening, um, in the scenario. And I I think, I think sometimes it's seeing people, um, going through a situation and they're so, they seem so broken. And it was, it was just this, this idea that this person has sort of kept trying again and again and again. And it was almost like, you know, they were just, they just felt completely broken from that, you know. Um, so that's kind of what the song really represents. And, uh, you know, hopefully it will kind of uh, relate to anyone that's been through that experience as well, you know. So, um, and yeah, there's so many situations like that, I think, in people's lives, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get, um, you can get really deep, when, especially I think songwriting gets easier when you have a strong subject. And it doesn't matter whether it's an event or a person, but something that just so appeals to you or so or it becomes so clear to you when you look at it and say, wow, I can see all the, the moving parts of this and all these ideas start coming to you. And I wanted to circle back to uh, before we played Broken Man, you were talking about you can't rush the process. And I just wanted to comment and get your take on this. But um, I noticed that as I get older and write more and more songs, um, my process gets slower and slower and more deliberate. And, and I'm thankful for that because uh, I often uh, look at the work of somebody like Van Morrison or Paul Simon. And I say, you know, these guys and Paul has said, you know, he's very, very slow with writing songs. And, and it became very clear that, you know, all the pieces that you put into it, the story, the picture, and as you alluded to, like, you got to have a concept of the way this song is supposed to go. Is it, you know, I just wrote a song recently that has two bridges in it and a very short chorus. And the short, short chorus is like maybe 10 seconds or 15 seconds each. But it works, you know. So it's like I love being a rule breaker because I think as time has gone on, I've become a better listener. And I'm listening for the Holy Spirit, in my case, to tell me, you know, poke me in the ribs and say, you're going wrong here. Or, yeah, this is, you know, the, pay attention to the signs and say, oh, this is the way this is supposed to go. And I think to get a good song, you can't rush the process because, I mean, I used to write like crazy. I have all these songs, like a Bob Dylan sit there and just... But a lot of more crappy songs, it's like, so what? You're going to write all these songs, but you're never going to record most of these. So I, I guess I threw it in as, you know, this is going to school, if you will, you know. So yeah. where are you in your journey right now as far as, you know, are you spending more time on songs? Are you writing more volume? How is your approach uh, when you're doing it? Do you, do you schedule writing or do you just wait for inspiration and, and need a good subject? How does it work for Amy that's, Lou that's Shaw? Re really good, really good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've had sort of ideas from a lot of different people as well. It's, it's almost like I mean, it's like people have sort of said to me, look, have you tried this? Have you tried this? You know, 
give this a go, give this a go. Um, I mean, like, for example, kind of in the morning, um, I someone said to me, like, you know, um, you know, I, I do these sort of morning pages, as you know, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I filled up a whole volume of those things. Yeah, I, st I still do it. I still journal and write. So go ahead. It's brilliant. Yeah. But um, but I learned about object writing as well. So you you pick an object in in the room basically. Um, you just wake up. It's it's probably one of the most creative times you know of the day. So you just wake up and you just you just um, you write um, what, how, who, where, um, you know, sort of to give you a little bit of a prompt sort of thing. Um, and then you know you you start to write about this object. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, I come up with all sorts of different um, ideas about, you know, just one object. It could be, you know, a chest of drawers, for example, or, you know, um, well, whatever, really, or a mirror or something. And it's like, wow, the amount of ideas that come out of just a mirror, you just, you'd be amazed. Um, and, you know, just, just for 10 minutes, you just write and write and write about this mirror. And it's, it's almost like... For me, it's like, you know, mirroring a situation or kind of, um, you know, other people being like a mirror to you or, you know, this sort of thing. There's just so many ideas, really, um, you know, or just something takes you back to a memory that you had, um, you know, uh, and it's and it's like, you know, and then you start to bring that in. Um, and then I started to kind of explore the idea of, you know, Am I am I using the best words I can use here? The best lyrics? Am I really getting this idea across in the clearest way that I possibly can? Because you know, sometimes it's like you know, you, you can write a song and it's like you know, it takes you a couple of minutes and you're like, you know, I've got that song down and it's. But there's other times where you think actually, I really want to make this clear and concise, um, and I want to make sure I'm using the language that is really applicable if you like to that particular uh, group of people that I'm writing for so if I'm writing folk music you know what kind of language do they use in folk songs um, you know uh, how how is it going to sort of come across in the best way possible um, so there's that and then of course there's there's kind of exploring um, as I recently uh, I started exploring music history and understanding kind of you know um, sort of how people wrote in the 1950s and 60s um, and sort of the kind of um, say bass lines they were using um, you know the sort of beats they were using and so I kind of started to incorporate some of that and those ideas in um, I've got this great book that's kind of got you know um, a typical kind of 1950s riff in it or you know uh, or chord pattern and it's like oh, this is interesting. It changes at this particular point. It's sort of, you know, this is where the teaching comes in. It's funny, it's very intuitive of you to ask me about the teaching because that, that is very much sometimes where these ideas come from. It's like, oh, you know, had I thought of this, had I thought of that. And as I kind of learn these things, it's like I do, I feed that back to my students as well. And then, of course, it, it's, it's a circular loop, you know, so I kind of get more ideas myself as well, which is really interesting. Um, so, so yeah, um, but it's, it's a very ongoing process. I think, um, you know, I've tried lots of different ideas, even things like, um, you know, 
magazines as well. I'll, I'll, I'll literally sit there with a magazine and just kind of, you know, tear out sort of different words and kind of like different phrases. And, you know, if I overhear someone in, in a coffee shop, you know, kind of, I mean, I, I literally live for this thing, do you know? <laughs> oh, so wait, let me, let me stop like, you now. Let me, let me stop you. So you eavesdrop, do you? <laughs> well, no, not exactly. <laughs> I do. I do. I got to share. I got to share this with you. So I was at a music conference this years ago out in Durango, I think. And one of the guests, you know, and it's all like none of these people are big stars, but they got big songs. You know, they're the real writers. And so this one guy, he was like, he had like Grammy after Grammy. I can't remember who it was. I mean, 20 years worth. And he'd written for everyone. And he said he eavesdrops, he, like he goes to coffee shops or whatever, and he listens. And I started doing that, not like intentionally, but I always have my little black book. And if you're, if you're paying attention, like, and you're by yourself all the time, which most of us writers are, and you're doing your thing, and you hear somebody in the middle of this diatribe of information, they're telling a story. And in the middle of that, they say the most incredible, they just put these words together unconsciously unknowingly and i went that is gold and i'm like scribbling down i'm going i'm going to use that little chunk of four or five words connected together and you just like when your antenna is up you just pick up the most incredible things and you can just fuse it together like you said when you're writing your morning pages and you're using the mirror or whatever you're going to write about um do you go back and like look and say Oh, look at that line. Where did that come from? Does that happen yeah. to you a lot? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it's like you just don't know where that lyric actually came from in the first place. It's like, and, yeah. and, and you're absolutely right. It all sort of merges together, doesn't it? It's, it's sort of like, it's almost like you, you get a kind of a collection of ideas from various different places. And then you start to just, you know, bring it together. It's like, you're, it's like your mind just goes, actually, this is how I want to convey that idea. This is how I want to kind of um, put that into this song, and this, this song in particular. Um, you know, and I think listening is important. You know, so listening to songs and things like that and kind of um, hearing how other people kind of convey ideas and things um, and how, that, you know, how, how it comes across in the best way possible. You know, because it's like, you know, how do you make sure that the listener really hears what you're saying, you know? Yeah. Um, how how do you make sure that, you know, you don't, <laughs> as they say, bore us, you know, get to the chorus yeah. type situation. <laughs> you know, don't bore us, get to the chorus. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's how do you make sure that you just, you know, um, you you utilize words in the way that they're meant to be used, you know? Because that's, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we are being a lyricist as well as a um you know musician yeah it's, it's trying to bring those two things together and that's actually this is why it's such craftsmanship i think and um, this is what i've learned over times that i used to think you know i remember when i was sort of like about you know 13 or something you know i used to think oh you know it's fine i'll just throw a song together you know i'll just <laughs> right and then i started to realize that no this thing is real craft this is a real like you know this takes years to get this you know yeah um so yeah but it's it's an exploration as well you know it's an exploration of of many things and events in your life and and things as well you know and also allowing yourself to be vulnerable 
difficult because that is really tricky sometimes with songwriting, isn't it? You know, it's do, writing songs that are very close to your heart. You know. Yeah, I think well, um, I think the lyric. You know, for me, poetry is very very important. Like I try to be a poet in all that I do because you know conveying the lyrics, like you said, it's so important. And uh, I get ideas with, I collect song titles all the time. And if, like, I'll be riding in the car and my fiance will say something. I grab the iPhone. I go, wait, here's a song title. And I just, and she, <laughs> she always laughs. She goes, what? What are you going to do with that? I said, no, it's a great title. And a title can impress upon me a whole story just by hearing the title. So I collect a lot of those. Um, but I, I think, you know, hammering it out, um, to be like, what is the, the the ultimate vision of this? And the thing that's occurred to me um, in the last you know few years as well is performing the song, um, even just in rehearsal, takes a long time because I set up the PA and I perform it you know on the guitar just the way it's supposed to be arranged and make sure everything and how is it sounding. And that keeps shifting and changing. And even if it's just a chord or two here, some notes and, and the words. But if you keep going back to your older versions, you realize how good the song went from like a ho-hum song to a much better song. Now it's a really good song. And then by the time you hit the studio, you want it to rise to be a great song. You know, that's yeah. that's always the goal for me is and but the process can't be ignored. Like to, to your fact, again, rushing the process can't do it or you're just going to you're going to get like it's OK. You don't want to be OK. You want to be you know, you want it to really stand on its own. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could might sorry, you could write a million songs, but, you know, actually there's you know, if you don't go back and rework them. Um, then you know it's, you're not going to get the best out of them. I think. Yeah, it's, I want to share it, one more tip for, with you and with uh, the audience as well, and um, I hope you guys take this to heart because it really works. I stopped writing full songs for the last couple albums I did, and I said, "All right, I'm just going to riff and I'm going to sit down and I I would construct like I would just keep it going. I would just write pieces of something. I'd have some lyrics or have a really good riff." And I started just, you know, recorded it in this little MP3 thing. And then at the at the end of it, by the time I was ready to say, all right, it's time to start an album, I had like between 70 and 80 pieces of possible music. So I remember wow. sitting on the beach. I was on vacation. I had the headphones and a list, and I had like working titles for everyone. And I called it down to like 20. Then I went through it back, went through it again, and I culled it down to like maybe 15, said, these all grabbed me like it was the first time I'd heard them. I didn't even know I wrote them. And I said, these are the ones I'm going to pour my energy into. And it actually worked out really well. And I shared that with my producer. She said, hey, I'm going to try that. And I said, well, you know, you can get kind of lost if you're just like, you know, putting your heart and soul into one song, and then maybe that's not the one, but... What if you come back and listen and go, what's really grabbing me? Like, is it, or just, you just skip past it because you say, no, that's just not making it. So, so hopefully, you know, you got somebody out there will use that and try it. And, and, and I think it'll work really well. <laughs> that's actually, no, that's really good advice. Um, you know, cause I've got 114 songs that I really want to rework <laughs> and I'm like, where do I start on this? You know, yeah. Sometimes. 
than that, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I agree with you. I think maybe listening to them and going, you know, which 20 are the ones that I think, yeah, I want to work on those ones, you know. Yeah. So I'm really pleased that you've said that. <laughs> it's it's such, a, it's such a great process. I mean, it's kind of endless what you can do with it. I mean, it, it's one of the few trades, I think, if you call it a trade, um, where you can just have like really no skills you you just go in and you you make this stuff up as you go along and have fun with it you know and uh when you do get to the studio it's like it's just so great to have it um let's play um i want to play uh your second one here and this is called on my mind
Okay, so tell us about this one. Who's been on your mind, Amy Lou? Who's been on my mind? Yes. Oh, gosh. Well, it's, it's more like what's been on oh, my what's mind. what's been on your mind. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, on my, on my mind is really about, um, it's about someone who's kind of, um, you know, your, your biggest cheerleader. And it's almost like, you know, you, you could think that you were kind of facing things alone in your life, but in fact, you're never facing them alone. There's, there's people that are always going to be there kind of, you know, as your cheerleader and you'll always be on their mind, you know, and it's kind of, that's really what, what the chorus is saying. It's like, you know, you, you can go and do your, you know, <laughs> you can go and kind of do your thing and like, you know, kind of um, be fiercely independent, but actually don't forget, you'll always be on my mind. You know, you'll always, you're always going to be, um, you know, you're always going to be there kind of on my mind. So yeah, it's, that, that's kind of the perspective of that song, basically. Um, it started out, I think I wrote this song about maybe eight years ago, something like that. Um, and it was a different song completely. <laughs> but you know what? It was one of those moments where it's like, I really like the verse of that song, but I really don't like the chorus. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take the verses. I'm going to do something with the song and then I'm going to just like, you know, put a whole new chorus. And it was, it's one of those things where there was an event that had happened to me probably earlier on in my life, um, where the sort of the verse came from, but then the chorus was like, now this isn't making sense. But, you know, life is an incredible thing and it sort of delivers experiences to you that uh, that then sort of <laughs> make you write the chorus. Because it's almost like, you know, I was like, where, where is the chorus for this, you know? And then suddenly this event happened to me that was like, wow, yeah, this makes sense. This, this, the whole thing kind of has, has come together now. So it's like, um, you know, on my mind is, is uh, very, as I say, it's, it's kind of being on someone's mind, really. Um, and, uh, you know, that person just sort of, you know, having that conversation with you, just, you know, don't forget, you know, you'll always be on my mind. Yeah. It is um, songs. That's a one, wonderful thing about songs. They're so timeless. It doesn't matter when it was written. I mean, it could be 50 years ago, but, you know, there's value in in every song uh, that is written. <clears throat> and it's just, you know, it's it's wonderful that they're they don't run out of time. You know, it's like you put them away. And all of a sudden, you run across something like you did. Say, wow, this is seven years old, but nobody knows that. It's like it doesn't matter. You know, a good yeah. piece of work is a good piece of work. And if it's ready to be worked, to be reworked. Um, I was checking out uh, the story of Bob Dylan. It was on one of the Netflix things. And one of his great songs, which I always loved, was uh, Like a Rolling Stone. And, uh, and he, you know, it's a long song. You know, he was just you know his reputation for writing incredibly long songs is you know it's unprecedented but they said somebody commented well you should have seen the original version of that he had like nine pages of lyrics like and he and he had to cull it down and and the reason i'm remembering this is because you know i was just talking about you know how working a song and working it and trying to find it and he was talking about doing the same thing and he had his lyrics up there and, and you could see where he'd scratched out and scratched out. And then they had some cuts of him playing it and it was so, um, it was so um, just in its very, very early stages and it was just pieces of it coming out. But, you know, just 
it just takes time to move it from one piece to another and then finally get it ready to do performances and then you go through that process again until you finally have it ready to you know to record so i think the birth of a song and its development is kind of a, an amazing thing to watch you know yeah yeah it really is it really is and and also kind of how you've been influenced over the years by other artists and you know other musicians and you know and how that shapes your own journey um you know it's quite it's quite an amazing thing really isn't it you know yeah tell me more about what you've been up to um now that it's summertime and uh your teaching um is kind of you're getting a break from that uh, a little bit so what do you have planned besides music what are you doing are you having any fun you doing any traveling uh, oh yes you, definitely yeah. i mean you know what um i've got um horse riding booked i, lo- I used to love going horse riding and uh, actually got a pub ride <laughs> uh, booked in so over summer which will be fantastic so sort of like two hours of you know, you, you, you ride the horse and then you go to the pub and have, have a nice lunch and then you come back, you know. Nice. And, uh, I love that. You know, it's just a great kind of summary thing to do, isn't it? And uh, yeah, very lucky where I live as well. I mean, I, I literally live on the coast. So, you know, it's it's fantastic. You know, we've got the sea really close by. Are, are you by Brighton or where, where exactly are you? you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Right, that's right. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of. And it's just amazing, you know, because you can, you know, you walk down to the sea and, you know, it's just, it's, I think, well, that's where a lot of my photos were taken as well, you know, for the, for this album as well, funny enough. Yes. Um, So, um, you know, and, and I remember the photographer, uh, Karen, she was saying to me, so that those photos were the the most authentic of you, she said, because she was really trying to sort of capture me, if you like, you know, um, and the essence of me, which I thought, oh wow! <laughs> nice. No, they're great photos. Uh, I thought, Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you know, and it's it was just amazing. It was they were lovely. She did some fantastic shots, you know, sort of by by the sea and that, you know. Yeah, um, Amy Lou, uh, not to interrupt you, but give us the title of the new album, please. Uh, it's on my mind. <laughs> is that the it title? Is- oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so it does include that that last track. So, um, and obviously Broken Man as well. So, um, I think there's eight tracks. <laughs> Don't Excellent. Quote me on that. Eight tracks. Yeah, that's uh, great. So yeah, um, but yeah, I'm working on lots of new material at the moment as well. Um, so, but but yes, trying to balance it between <laughs> kind of having a bit of time out yeah. as well, you know. And, are you so, considering? Are you considering uh, putting out vinyl? Well, actually, yes, I was, um, I was considering that. Um, I've sort of looked at the, the stats for, for, you know, the amount of people that are looking for vinyl now. And I'm it's like, unbelievable. I really, yeah, I should really start, you know, uh, putting out some vinyl. So yeah, maybe yeah. I, I might end up doing that. I, uh, I need to <laughs> look into the costs of it, needless to say, but um, but yeah, yeah, it's and the something. and what they're charging for it is it's crazy because you know like and people are buying it. It's like so, you know, it's tough to get you know twelve fourteen dollars for a CD, but no, that vinyl's like twenty seven dollars. No problem, I'll pay. For, I'll buy the vinyl, yeah, yeah. but the sales yeah. keep going up for vinyl. 
They, they do. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I, I know a, an analog studio just down the road. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was like, um, you know what? Amazing place to go and record, isn't it? Really, with an analog studio. Yeah. Then put that onto vinyl. That's going to sound like, you know, right. it's going to have the, uh, the authentic crackles on there. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I was nice. just curious because I keep seeing like more and more artists are coming out offering vinyl and I keep looking at the stats every once in a while I'll peek at Google and say what's going on with vinyl and it's it's increased like every year for like the last five years I think um, the sales are getting getting up there um, on vinyl because you know people just I think are starting to embrace the experience of it which I'm so happy about because as a kid growing up, like that was my whole world. I mean, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, that's all we did is we just had album parties and took out the liner notes and kept flipping the record over for hours and hours and, you know, reading and seeing all the art, artistry and the lyrics. And uh, it was just a very cool experience. And, and we kind of lost that with CDs, you know, because it's like they were printing things that are so small you couldn't even read the words. And, you know, I think yeah. we got away from... Um, the culture of getting together and sharing, you know, like in a room together. So, oh, so much. I mean, I th I think probably over the last couple of years as well, I I realize how much we need that sense of connection back again. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think um, you know back to live performances again. You know, there's so many festivals going on this year, though. I'm <laughs> quite pleased about that. Yes. Um, and and I hope next year to be doing a few festivals as well. I've been asked to um, to play at one actually, sort of Twickenham way, which is um, it's run by Eel Pie um, Records. So yeah, so hopefully I will be playing at that next year. I've still got to confirm that, but. That's great news. I mean, I was looking for some artists to come on the show in Scotland, and they're all playing festivals all over the place. And I want to congratulate you on you signing to Leopard Music. That's um, awesome news. That's oh, another another feather in your cap. That's great. Really great. Yeah, I think I think the song "Summer's Day" was going to be used by um, a Canadian band, actually. Funnily enough, great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I've yet to hear about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, it's, well, it it's takes great. a while, but once they get out there and you know, it gets you, you know, they push you out there, and and more people hear it. That's just really, really great. Um, I went online and checked them right. out, and it's like you know, they look like they're a great company to work with. You know. Yeah, they've got some great contacts, and also I think they've got contacts with radio shows and things as well. So. Uh -huh. um, uh, apparently, I'm sort of yet to do some kind of a, an interview with uh, <laughs> with someone, you know, with another radio show as well. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll keep you all posted on, on that as well. Yes, please know. do. Is your contact Brian Williams over there? Uh, that's right. Yeah. Brian okay. Because I'm going to yeah. drop him a copy of this show, and so so he knows that you know he can use he can use all the Amy Lou Shaw uh, artillery to let people know about you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah. Um so so as far as performances, um you're looking to do like your your next thing in Abbey Road Studios, uh release the record. Now is the record ready to be released or is or is it out there or are you still preparing? Still preparing it. Okay. Still preparing it. Um I mean the next thing um we're hoping to do as well is is a video. 
um, music videos as well because, uh, you know, basically there's a, a management company that wants to work with me as well. Um, they're called Progressive Music Management. Um, Great. And they're based in, based in the US as well. Um, and so, we, you know, we're, we're sort of seeing what kind of collaborations we can um, come up with for that as well. I think they've got some links into... Um, in the Hollywood, um, you know, film industry and things. So, yeah, let's, let's kind of see where that goes. You next said progressive well. moves management. Uh, progressive music management. Oh, music management. Okay, gotcha. Great. Yeah. More anyway. good news. It just the hits just keep coming with Amy <laughs> Lou today. <laughs> it's you know it's quite exciting really i have to say um it is you know, you know you know you've been putting seeds in the ground for a long time and you, you know they they always come up when when you're when you're diligent and you're committed and you persevere you know this is what happens and we don't know what season you know they'll come up but but they do come up you know so all these things are starting to uh to happen for you i'm really really pleased um, as we're getting down to the end here, I'm, I'm sorry it took so so long with you with songwriting, but that, you know that's a subject that's so near and dear, I think to both of our hearts. We could probably spend you know two or three hours just talking songwriting, yeah, yeah, and not we get could. sick of it. Yeah, yeah, there's so much to that, isn't there? Is it? it really is. Yeah. I and I want to you know thank you on behalf of uh, all your students and everybody you touch. Uh, for what you do, you know, to help them and to uh, to be there as kind of a beacon of light and show them the ropes, show them the way. Uh, I know you're going to have tremendous influence. Um, so having said all that, um, all the links, of course, will be in the show notes for everything, Amy Lou Shaw. And um, Amy Lou, would you like to wrap it up by giving us some last words, either last words of wisdom, I don't care if you want to say a prayer, a shout out, anything at all. Uh, to our collective audience here uh, before we wrap up so my my advice would be you know if there's a song in your heart you've got to write it um, and you know just just keep writing keep um, putting your ideas out there and enjoy it is the most important thing you know um, you know sing sing the message in your heart or you know uh, write the message in your heart um that's my advice um so thank you so much you can you can find me on www.amyloushaw.com that's a-m-i-e-l-o-u-s-h-a-w <laughs> i hope that hope that helps thanks so much for listening to the show amen amy lou always a pleasure to see you i'm so happy we reconnected and uh I uh, just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your music, your family, and thank you for once again supporting the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's, it's absolutely brilliant to be here again. Thank you. So good to reconnect with Amy Lou. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Please forward this to somebody you love. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage.
Won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery Ride on, ride on, maybe, baby, you and I can find the key Ride on, ride on, we can unlock each other's destiny Pictures in your mind I'll take you places 